Welcome back to Between Sets. I'm your host, Ty Patterson. I'm sitting here with Tim Walcott. It's Monday. It's crazy. This is going to be a... <laughs> I thought you were going to end with something. No. Monday sure. something. Afternoon. Monday yeah. afternoon. Yeah. I don't want to like ruin the, the illusion that we're not recording it the day of, that we're not in someone's car. Yeah. This is going to be a week before it actually comes out. Yeah. And I will be on vacation. I won't even be here. Yeah. It's kind of weird. We're just breaking the illusion. Yeah. So we're is still in here. Is this the fifth wall or the fourth wall or the ninth? <laughs> or the ninth? <laughs> the fifth. What does that mean? I don't know. Fifth wall, I guess. The ninth door frame? I don't yeah. know. Hang on. I got to turn my salt lamp. We need these uh, positive ions. <laughs> is it negative ions? Wait, which one do you not want? I don't know. <laughs> They're all negative. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Wow. Get your ions away from me. <laughs> this started on a terrible note. Today, we're going to talk about everything lifting, kind of all things uh, training of some sort. Uh, I figured we'd start off by talking about wh- kind of what not to do. Yeah, or, I think like all the general, yeah. this will cover like all of the general application objectives yeah. and advice around lifting. Yeah. Not not just lifting, yeah, training in general. Yeah. But for us, you know, training could be anything depending on someone's sport. Yeah. But for, you know, uh, for for like our examples, it's going to be, what would most kind of general population be doing? Yeah. Some type of cardio, some type yeah. of weight training. So we'll keep it to yeah. resistance training and aerobic training. Yeah. The premise of what we're saying can still be, the recommendations we're making are specific to those things you were just saying, but mm-hmm. you can still imply, apply it to your sport. Sure. Or yeah. whatever you're doing. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of overlap still for sure. Yeah. We just can't speak to that because we don't yeah. have the expertise yeah. there. But yeah, yeah we're going to make it a little bit more specific to actual resistance training. Yeah. But we should start off by saying... We're going to start off with, with like beginners. We're going to explain why beginners, like what you should do, how to go about starting. Because it's kind of yeah. a daunting. What exercises to do, yeah. what exercises not to do if there is some. Yeah. Uh, what the point of training is, what yeah. the objective is, yeah. how do you set a goal, um, should you be worried about getting hurt, all those things. Yeah. How do you think people, the bulk of people start exercising? How do you think they learn off the start? From a friend, YouTube. YouTube. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah, a friend I, or YouTube is probably like, like Instagram. Probably or most. Yeah, now yeah. Instagram for sure. Yeah. yeah. So here is we're well, talking about Instagram and and YouTube. When you see Instagram, because I think people do learn from people that are yeah. jacked or really shredded, and they want to look like that person. So they go, "Cool, I'm gonna." I know that what they that do. was that was my very first intro to like when I really started liking weight training. Right. Was uh, Vince Delmoni's YouTube videos. Yep. From yep. yeah, him wearing a yellow shirt, filming at uh, uh, the athletic club. Right, I think it might have been the one in Guelph too. I don't know. Wow, it was back in the day. Vince this was some. On. This was some two forty p. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you might as well just get <laughs> the audio. Yeah. yeah, this is how you do a bench yeah. press. Yeah. Well, here let's. I, I wanted to blast this out right away. When you see the red X's on Instagram. And then two seconds later, you see, or, you know, the next slide is a green check mark, and that's how you should do the exercise. Yeah, implying that there's, like, a wrong way to do the movement in the right way. Yeah. Which there, there is, is, but... There's a better, from a, from a bi- uh, biomechanical standpoint, so simple physics, you want to stack the joints in and up in a way that you can lift the most weight with the less fa- least fatigue on just one specific muscle, unless you are trying to fatigue that muscle. Right. If you're doing a bicep curl and you're trying to target your triceps, I'd be like, yeah. why are you doing bicep curls? If you're doing bench press, 
can you could probably load everything in a way that they all kind of fatigue together. You're uh-huh. pro- but you're probably gonna have chest fatigue more. So yeah. there's a better way to target your chest. Yeah, but there's not like a way you're gonna like you do one but rep. To and explain all of a what you don't like about those posts. What's the issue with those? Yeah, well, I don't like that it's like the. It, you're doing it wrong, and if you do it wrong, you're going to get hurt. Right. If you right. do it this way, yeah. you're going to get hurt. Right? Yeah. It's not the case. You can never... We don't know what actually hurts us. That's a nocebo. <laughs> That's a nocebo, folks. Listen to episode seven where I'm in my yeah. bedroom talking about nocebos. Say no to nocebos. No nocebos. That's the problem with those. Of It's a cool... The way they present it, it's always bad. If Tim and I were to make one, we wouldn't use... We might use emojis, but not those emojis. We'll just use like a smile. Yeah, I think I think it's one of those where usually the the person making the post I don't I don't think is like malicious in any way. I think they no. just don't understand the implications of what they're doing because they're trying to help. That's right. But yeah. the we think that they're probably doing more harm than good in some cases, mm-hmm. in probably a lot of cases. It's yeah. not actually the right. We would argue that there's a better way to to teach people. Hey. You should try doing it this way. Yeah. You know, it's the, the, the method of communication isn't, yeah. uh, yeah, the, the best way that maybe the most efficacious. Yeah. It depends what the, and I, I will look at the caption and I'm like, okay, I'm going to give this person the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And if the caption says, Hey, listen, like you're not going to get hurt doing the X way. It's just not as biomechanically efficient. Yeah. Um, over, you are fatiguing probably, you know, a few tissues rather than the six or seven you're trying to fatigue that would l- like limit your your chances of getting soreness in that specific muscle group. Yeah. So it is not it's not terrible. It's just the way they present it and the people that are like, if you do it this way, you're going to get impingement. You're going to get shoulder impingement. You're going to yeah. or uh, the rounded strain. back deadlift. That's a classic yeah. one, right? You're going to explode your vertebrae. I'm like, yeah. So that's the problem with those posts for sure. Yeah. They're, they're just selling a false narrative. That's not yeah. right. Um, cause realistically, and we're going to get into this really specifically, but you can get strong in whatever range of motion that you want. If it could look bad, it could, sorry, it could look like people might go, wow, that's really bad, but you're fine. Like, you what's can lift, bad? Like, what do you mean yeah. bad? Yeah. You just don't like the look of it or you, ch- yeah, but like they, a round back deadlift. It's like, eh, it doesn't yeah. look that pretty. Well, cause they've been but, told that their chance of injury is going to be higher with a yeah, rounded back. Yeah. Which is just not true. We actually don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, it's usually a load thing. Yeah. And, uh. It's usually a load management thing where you did too much, you did too much weight and that was it. Your dad's actually calling me right now or oh. upstairs is calling me, I guess. You owe the money. I do owe the money. <laughs> I meant to bring it in today. They're coming, co- coming oh, to no. collect. They know we're down here. They know we're down here. <laughs> um, what was that saying? Catch me off guard there, John. Uh, um, so what was I saying about getting yourself injured so it's if you just didn't it's a load management inter- yeah. in, uh, issue generally where it's like not, not just the amount of weight on the bar it's just your total workload yeah. you haven't been workload so what plays into that is the weight on the bar the range of motion and the actual movement yeah that's mainly it it's those three things put to i mean there's more at play but those are like the three main things that are like if those are novel and new and you haven't previously been conditioned to that that's when risk of injury is higher so it's not yeah. inherent if you notice i didn't say anything about any specific movement that's just anything yeah um yeah that goes for anything like we discussed that a little bit with the vacation podcast definitely right where it's like if you just start a new movement or start a new activity new exercise regimen and you aren't previously conditioned yeah. to that and it's a big jump um 
that's when, you know, mm-hmm. soreness, risk of injury, all those things are, are uh, more likely to occur. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. To what percent, to what degree? We have yeah, no we idea. Uh, yeah, it, we don't know. It's just, it's an obvious, it's like biology 101. It's, it, you're pr- you know, your chances of injury just gets higher if you're not acclimated to yeah. something. So here's obviously getting into the practical recommendations for a beginner. Choose whatever exercises you enjoy. Choose or the activity that you enjoy. Say it is weightlifting. That's awesome. Um, start off slow-ish. Do, you know, weight you can handle. And you can you can chime in whenever you want to. If I were to, you know, give someone a program, I would get them to do something where they could, they could, you know, lift something 20 pounds and they could do it 10 times, but they could have done it 20 times. Cool. So that's very low fatigue, super low fatigue uh, and do three sets of 10. That's 30 reps. It's a new thing. Say they've never done it before. Right. Um, This is a couch potato. Couch potato. Like they just walk into my door and they've never lifted anything. Yeah. Right. I give them something or just. Air squats or yeah. push-ups, uh, elevated push-ups, something very – just to teach them the movement yeah. and see how they feel the next day and the day after. Yeah, They're probably going to be sore a little because it's still new and it's still yeah. – it's this, you know, it's a stress on yeah. that, those tissues, whatever. But they're not going to have an issue walking upstairs, yeah. which is excessive. Because yeah. yeah. that's what I would have. I get a lot of people going. They'll start – and again, these Instagrammers and YouTubers, it's not bad. They post their workouts and they go try this or they yeah. send you a free program and they go try this. It's awesome. I think my recommendation would be to take that program. Cut it cut in, in half. half. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure it's always it way too much volume. Always. You're going to be not be able to walk. And some people might like that. That kind of like Yeah. I think some sadistic, people want, guess, that, want that pain. Yeah. That yeah. soreness. Yeah. Which is – but if you're not that person, what's the point well, of training? I still wouldn't recommend it. What's like, the point of training? you like it doesn't mean you, I would recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. You should be able to do, when you're a beginner, you should be able to do the exact same workout three days later with no problems. Would you agree? Like, what do you mean? Like, I, I think you, should, my, do it, I think so you from, should be able to do it the next day. Okay. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. But, so I would say, like, if you, you could do it the next day perfectly, yeah. actually. But, yeah, I think so. All right. Sorry. You would do it three days later without soreness. That's what I'm trying to say. Maybe. I'm the not too worried about soreness. Yeah. That's, yeah I don't I'm not that. either. I'm yeah. just saying, if people are worried about the soreness. Yeah. If you can't walk the next day, can't go to work, can't live your life, you yeah, can stairs hurt, what toilet you, is yeah. like sitting on the toilet, like it's hard to do. Mm. That's when it's too much. Well, it's the it's the classic. This is how I liken it. Um, did one one cookie doesn't make you fat, and one salad doesn't make you skinny. So one workout doesn't make you jacked. Right. It's a a thousand workouts. Yeah. It's two thousand, five thousand, ten thousand workouts. Yeah. That make you jacked. Right. So you need to do a lot of them. And if you can't because you're so sore from the crazy yeah. training you do. That's where yeah. muscle soreness can get in the way. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so, and obviously we're still talking about beginners. Talk about progressive overload. Just give a general uh, definition of progressive overload and ways okay. you can progressive overload. Progressively overload. Right? Okay. So in the context of a beginner, um, progressive overload is uh, how we're going to use it is... It's the way by which we can increase stress on an organism, the trainee, the the, the client, the lifter, um, in some facet that creates an adaptation. So meaning, so for Tyler, say Tyler's a beginner, never lifted, comes in, he does 
10 set, 10 reps of... It's accurate. I am a beginner. <laughs> 10, never re- lifted. 10 reps of air squats. If he just got off the couch, never been in the gym before, never done a squat before, and he does 10, one set of 10, that's pretty novel. That's pretty new. Yeah. So that's probably going to, that's going to present itself as a, a way to, to overload his system. Yeah. Just doing those squats. He's so, never, I've never done 10 squats in a row. I yeah. did one to get on the couch. Right. One to get yeah, off the yeah. toilet. So a it, set yeah. of 10, right? And yeah. then, so to progressively do that, that just means we, we change, we, we, we add something. We add, we add something to increase the stress based on what type of adaptation we're going for. Yeah. I want you to get stronger. Um, maybe I add some weight the next week. So I give you a 20 pound dumbbell and we do goblet squats, right? Maybe the week after we go up to 30 pounds, maybe the week after, instead of sets of 10, we do sets of 15. Yeah. Right. So we increase the reps. Maybe eventually I decrease the rest. Maybe at some point I superset it with lunges. Maybe at some point I get you to do a barbell squat. Yeah. Leg press. Yeah. So there's, those are all forms of progressive overload and progressively adding stress. Yeah. So all you have to do, put it very simply, do something a little bit more than you did the time before. Yeah. And a lot of people think of that as just adding weight. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you can yeah. add sets, sure. you can add reps, right? So say someone goes in, like think about like the classic beginner situation where they go to the gym, they're like, I have no idea what I'm gonna do here. Yeah. They don't touch a barbell because they're terrifying and they're like, I don't know what to do with that. So they just go to the machines. Yeah. Which is great. Go to the machines. Um, and then they follow the steps and the pictures on the machines, right? Yeah. So a lot of people, I think, like everyone's done this machine, right? Is the seated knee extension yeah. with quads, right? Yeah. Where, uh, just to describe for people, right? You're sitting in a seat and then there's a pad on the front of your shins. Yeah. There's a pad on the front ankles. of your shins. Yeah. And you grab handles down beside you with your hands, yeah. keep your, keep your butt in the seat. And then you go and uh, your, your legs are at 90 and then you straighten your knees out yeah. and your legs are out straight and yeah. you squeeze your quads. Yeah. Um, so it, it strengthens the quads, the front of the legs. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people have done that one. So here's an example, right? They would go in. I think like if we just choose like a hypothetical scenario, someone goes in, they do a set of 10. They're like, wow, that was pretty easy. They add, they put the, you know, move the pin down, make it a little heavier. Another set of 10, uh, make it a little heavier. Maybe a set of eight on that one. Okay. That was a little heavy. And then uh, maybe they just rest and do another set of eight with that. Cool. What, what they should do is track that. Should write that down Yeah. in your phone, an app, notebook, something. Um, it doesn't have to be like, you don't have to be writing a journal in between each set, but like having a loose idea of like where you are is a good idea to know what to do the next week. So yeah. the next week you could, you did two sets of eight with that weight last time, trying up the weight, Yeah. can't up the weight, maintaining decent form. Then maybe you just add a couple reps, maybe add a set. Maybe you keep the reps and the weight the same and you just add a set. So yeah. instead of two sets of eight, you do three sets of eight. Same weight, same reps. Yeah. So that would be that would be a way to do it, right? That's genius. Genius. How, how do we? It's so, Dude, so, I'm so, so smart. So smart. How do we? How, uh, how do we get? Okay, here's how do we get people into the gym? Because it is scary. Like you were just yeah, saying, yeah. picking up a dumbbell or picking up a barbell is kind of scary. Yeah. If you live in Canada, there's Good Life Fitness Centers. Yeah. They actually have this uh, Fit Fix 20 minute workout thing where yeah. it's. I think it's seven 
machines. Seven machines, I think. Like that. Yeah, yeah. And you do it in 20 minutes. And it kind of covers your whole body you do it in 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, I think that's useful that's for people. That's a very I think great it's good. start. Yeah, I think so, so too. Yeah. And you, I think when you become a member, we're going to get, we're going to get sponsored by Good Life right now. But if you become I'm a member, ta- I'm not taking get- money. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want them around here. No, I don't either. No. But um, they give you a starter package or you can buy a starter package or something where you get like three training sessions with a trainer. Yeah. You're not going to know if that trainer's good or not, I guess. I don't know. I'm just trying to say like they might not know everything, but it's a probably a good place to start. They probably know all the basics. Yeah. Uh, they have to go through CanFit Pro, which is owned by Good Life, which is a hilarious monopoly. But they have to go through squat, press. Like, they have to go through these fundamental lifts anyway and teach breathing and you know, teach that, you know, do things a little bit slower than you probably think, right? Um, the range of motion that is necessary or the range of motion that you should do for these exercises to make it, you know, challenging but efficient and, you know. So that's kind of a good place to start. Uh, Instagram and YouTube can be great resources. Did you just refer them to Good Life? I just it's because the only gym I've the hell is wrong with you okay first of all if you're a human that's breathing anywhere in the world right now not just Canada (laughs) you're gonna sign up for remote training with me yeah Tim Walcott okay Tim at motorstrength.ca you can email me okay uh (laughs) (laughs) and if you're within uh, 30 minutes driving of 18 Thompson Crescent in Aaron Ontario that's in Canada come and see one of us you're gonna come see one of us yeah okay in person yes I said in Canada too. The How worst. dare you? If you're near us, you're going to go to a good life. Uh, I'm just... Yeah, okay. Obviously... Tyler's not I, very good at self-promotion. No. He's too great. generous. If I had remote training, maybe I'd be a little bit better. There you go. No, but I'm just giving you a hard time. Definitely, but I mean, if you think we're really smart... But yeah, regardless of where... If you think we're really smart... Then definitely buy remote training because um, that kind of makes sense. But yeah, depend, if so... Yeah, in all seriousness, yeah. someone's going to a gym. Yeah. They got a gym membership. Sure. It's anywhere. Um, where do they start? Yeah. yeah, go on the machines. I'm just trying to give like... Yeah, like, yeah. Here's go on the machines. Start. Go on the machines. Yeah. Read all the pictures. Yeah. Do them as best you can. Um, don't be afraid to go heavy. Yeah. Maintain similar form as what you would on your light sets. Yeah. Um, and do one or two... One or two heavy, hard sets per exercise. Yeah. Right? And do maybe anywhere from three to five exercises. Yeah. That's what I would say. Anywhere from three to five exercises. Over five, and you're doing one to two hard sets of all those, that's going to be excessive. So I would stay in between three and five. Yeah. Um, and then um, for weight training anyway. And if you wanted to do cardio after, um, if you're already a runner, then you can go run. I wouldn't recommend running unless you love it um to just start yeah like just go on the bike and you know do like a slow moderate yeah it depends while you're running 10 minutes or something i think the old thought is i need to run to burn calories to lose weight which i don't know if you haven't listened to any of other podcasts this is the thing it works but it's like one of the harder ways to do that like there's so many easier more sustainable ways to do that there's a high cost associated with that i don't hate running it's just like I would just say, I mean, like, I personally do, yeah. but I mean, like, yeah. I don't like yeah. people like running do it. Like, I mean, I would just say from a, like what you're gaining out of it, like a benefit, a benefit from running. Yeah. If you're trying to lose weight, I think you benefit much more from the, the exercise that's going to make you have your lean body mass 
keep your get, like get your muscles really fine, all of your muscle groups, gain some muscle. And I think that's better from a caloric standpoint. Now your basic wait for aerobic training. Just from like a weight loss standpoint, rather. Sorry. So oh, from so you're saying engage in resistance training? I think resistance training yeah. is way better. Yeah. You're going to gain more muscle fibers. Well, I don't think it's an either or. Calories. Yeah. Yeah, it's not an either or. I'm just saying. You need to do both. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not an either or. Well, I mean, you don't need to do anything to lose weight other than eat less That's right. than your body needs. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you but I would, re- but I would recommend both. Yeah. Like, you need sure. to lift, you should be lifting weights and you should be doing some form of regular aerobic sure. training as oh, well. Oh, 100%. Both. Yeah. I'm just saying, either or. Running has the least. Again, unless you love it and get yeah. that runner sign, you feel good and it doesn't hurt your body and you feel amazing, do it. But I wouldn't tell someone that doesn't like running to go run because no, it's the only way they're going to lose weight. I'm just yeah, trying to yeah. break that stereotype down because yeah. that's yeah, a yeah. ridiculous Yeah, you don't need to ever – you don't ever – if you are a beginner and you're like, okay, I, I want to lose a bit of fat and build some lean muscle yeah. and you go to the gym, you don't ever have to go on that treadmill if you don't want to. Never. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like it? Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I do the bike for 20 minutes. Yeah. I used to love the elliptical for a while. So I did that until I hated it. And then I started liking the bike. So I do that. Yeah. And once I hate that, I'll figure something else out. Yeah. I hike regularly. So it's like find stuff walking, that you, yeah. this is what I, I've told people actually more recently about like cardio stuff is a lot of people enjoy it, but it's not uncommon to find people who dread doing cardio based aerobic based training. Yeah. So I think what could be useful is just instead of trying to find something you like, which would be great at the very least, find something you don't hate. (laughs) Yeah. You know, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like I do the bike and I do the bike sometimes when I don't want to do it. Yeah. Suffer a little probably. I just know that I should be doing this. I'm like, I have time. I can do it. I don't really want to, but like I should do it. So I just make myself do it. It's just one of those. Yeah. It's great for you. It's absolutely great for you. Yeah. It feels good. I remember we were talking about, the general recommendations uh, was the American Heart Association or the World Health Organization yeah. or something talked about the general the the lowest you should hit in regards to like resistance training aerobic. Well, training. they have a yeah daily yeah. recommendations. Yeah. Was it a daily or a weekly or daily. something like that? Okay, yeah. so daily. Oh yeah, yeah. A no, you're right. Weekly. It was like yeah, they have two times resistance training per week. Yeah, um, which it was like two half an hour resistance training sessions. What was the? It's like 150 to. Yeah, I think 150. I think a minimum was like 150 minutes of aerobic training. Yeah, which is and it has to be a little bit more intense that you could talk while doing it, but kind of in between a couple, in between a few words, you'd have to breathe a little. So a little bit intense. Well, and they describe it in the literature as like moderate. I think moderate aerobic training, um, which for a lot of people, if you're already previously trained, so this isn't for a beginner. Yeah. Then that's probably pretty. What they're talking about is actually pretty light. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, so that's where it's like, if you think you have to get 150 minutes in, because uh, I think that's a good goal somewhere yeah. around there. It's arbitrary, sure, to a degree. But yeah. I think that's a good goal for most people. Um, 150 minutes of aerobic training doesn't have to come from high, in- high quote unquote, high intensity stuff. Like you don't yeah. have to go running. You don't have to go hill running. You don't have to do jumping jacks and burpees it doesn't have to be sprinting on the row machine like yeah. it literally walking yeah literally just walking okay i yeah. thought they wanted just a tiny like walk a, like fast enough that you're for a lot of people especially we're still talking about this in a context of a beginner it's yeah. just walking oh, okay yeah. oh yeah you but, just want to get walking so break that down very uh, easy math it's 150 minutes over seven days that's 20 it's 21 and a half minutes or something that was not good math, but think, so every day you should do at least 20 minutes of something 
on top of resistance training twice a week for at least half an hour. So that's two days a week. You're doing 50 minutes. And then they did give a recommendation for a little bit of higher intensity stuff. Yeah. The aerobic, the aerobic training that was higher intensity. So yeah. Playing a sport, doing a hike, uh, running or jogging. Yeah. Fast walking. So like what I was saying before, when you're, you kind of have a bated breath. Yeah. Your heart rate is increased more than just walking. Yeah. And um, I think that's something that to look like, for. So I think that was, that's for most people, yeah. a couch potato beginner yeah. that's going to, uh, that's, they're probably going to get that from walking. We're pretty close. Yeah, for at sure. At the start, like yeah. just, just, just get moving, and, and then you can, and then you can start to push yourself, just like you would with the resistance training. Yeah. Start with one or two hard sets. Start with, ec- just extra steps for aerobic training, both yeah. of them, and then you just add more over time. Yeah. That's the progressive overload aspect. Uh, but I was just, I was just about to make reference to that because we literally just started this podcast saying, uh, <laughs> take what you find and cut it out. Yeah. Start slow. <clears throat> There's nothing wrong with doing five minutes a day until you can work up to 20 minutes a day of, of walking. Yeah. That's a, from a, from a tissue adaptability standpoint, a, a tissue adaptation standpoint, do five minutes. It's fine. And then work your way up to, I don't a minute a day more. I don't care. Yeah. Or the next week, do 10 minutes. And the week after that, do 15 and the next, the next week do 20. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to start at the low recommendation. That's just once you're going. So when you're an intermediate, I guess would be the phrase that we're going to talk about now. You should be at that at least 150 minutes of aerobic, like a, lo- a, a pretty low intensity aerobic, 75 to 150 minutes of a higher intensity aerobic, and then two resistance training sessions a week. Mm-hmm. And then you just build on from there. Uh, like Tim and I, for example, we definitely hit the resistance training. We probably, we do way more. I'm in the gym for almost an hour and a half every time, and it's four to five times a week. Um, from a, I do hockey and volleyball. So I probably hit that 75 to 150 of the higher intensity. And then from a low, I don't know if I hit the low intensity just because I don't walk a lot. Uh, I do go on the bike at the gym for like 15 minutes. Yeah. So, but that's three or four of the gym sessions. Mm-hmm. So even I'm not really hitting it, hitting it for sure. Like that, you know, low yeah. recommendation. Yeah. I'm still healthy. I keep yeah. a main, I maintain a, a lean body mass and I'm still working out in other, other degrees. Because you can get a, a, depending on your rep scheme, I suppose, if you're doing circuit training, you're definitely hitting that higher intensity. So you're getting resistance training as well as the higher intensity aerobic training. Uh, there'd be a bit of overlap. Yeah, yeah a tiny yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah, you still sure. want you still want sessions dedicated to one thing or the other. That's the thing. For sure. Yeah, but yeah. just so people aren't like. I mean, it's the same thing as like me doing my bench press. Definitely, like a five by five is going to uh tap into my aerobic system yeah just will yeah they, there's overlap with all of that stuff of but course, of but course. am i going to rely on you know high volume bench press sessions to increase my cardiovascular health no i need sessions dedicated yeah. to that yeah so yeah so i think that's pretty i think that's pretty good for beginner talk about progressive overload um we talked about your yeah i think i think no specific let's, exercise let's, is going to hurt you yeah, I think oh, that's, that's good, right? No, a, that's probably one we could really like uh, tap into is the yeah. no movement is inherently dangerous yeah. um, except the movement that is too heavy for you and In too much re- range of motion way, for you. Way and, too many reps. And too much, it's, a, it's the one where the load management is off and it's yeah. too novel. Yeah. That's the thing where you're not previously conditioned to that yeah. movement. So Working out with a friend is a really big, good example of that thought right there. Just doing too much kind of unnecessarily. Yeah. Let's say your friend is just an average gym goer and not 
personal trainer. Yeah. You know, it doesn't really. Well, none of our listeners have friends because that's why they're listening to us. So. Oh yeah. This example. They better be in the gym listening to this right now. (laughs) They better be like, you know, I gotta go to the gym. Listen to this while I'm doing it. You know. But when you go with your friend, just you have to like put your ego aside. You have to. If you're a beginner, couch potato, you go with your intermediate to expert friend, you're mm-hmm. probably not going to be doing the stuff that they're doing. Please cut it in half. Tell your friend. Uh, I, I get that you can do 50 pounds. That's cool. Can I start with 10 pounds? Uh, and I'm going to do half the amount of sets that you do. Mm-hmm. And then you start from there. Go with their form and stuff because mm-hmm. hopefully they're, you know, their form is biomechanically efficient. But um, even if you do, do like what some people call like subpar form and bad form, if you do it with a very light weight and not too many repetitions, you're not going to hurt yourself. Right. The chances of you hurting yourself, this is anecdotal, but this is kind of cool. When people come in to see me, I have had two people that have got hurt while lifting. So like specific thing hurt them. Right. Two. Two. Mm-hmm. I have had 5,000 gardeners. <laughs> Why? It's always gardening. Always gardening. Do you look at gardening like an exercise? Yeah. Is it a resistance yeah. training exercise? Yeah. No. Yeah. So the chance of you getting hurt, maybe I'm just coincidentally treating all these. Well, it's an interesting. It's an interesting observation Think for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're you're super unlikely. And then I do get the people that come in and go. Just for argument's sake, they come in and go. I think I've just been going too hard at the gym. That's it. Like, rather than it was one. It wasn't one thing. It was never one thing. If it was. It was an accident, well, and what you is can't go- control that. And what does going too hard at the gym mean? They way too many reps. It's a load management issue again. Management it's too. Issue, yeah. It's the stress management over yeah. the, all the whole training. And they're training comes, seven days a back week, to that. Yeah. two times a day. Yeah, and I'm like, and then I have to go. It's just unintelligent not? training. Yeah. for the most part, they think the more it training, needs the more. Muscles the build more is better. Yeah, they'll ju- and you'll do it quickly. Like I'm gonna yeah. get jacked in. Which over time, more is better, right? We are over trying time, to do that because that's sure. what progressive overload is going to do. Yeah, but some way. Hopefully, people know this now. I think we've already given this recommendation. I think a million times. Drink water, eat food. Try to make it pretty nutrition, pretty nutrient dense. You know, a lot of protein, pretty protein dense, pretty fiber dense, and try to sleep. Try to sleep. Like you know, seven to eight hours, seven to nine hours, please. Like that's a, if you're doing that and then you're progressing over yourself in training, you're going to be set. Yeah. Accidents happen though. This is the thing. Um, you're more likely to drop a weight on your toe at the gym than you are anywhere else because yeah, apparently, there's weights at the gym. Apparently, so they've already like, they've already like done surveys on this where they, the, where they collect data on like the, like the percentage of injury occurrence in different sports and mm-hmm. activities. And like weightlifting and resistance training is super low. People don't know that, what would, but it's very low. Jordan kept it's saying it's not high, and most of them, the injuries that that are contributing to those to those stats are are incidents where people drop a weight on their toe or stub their toe or something. Right. It's not even from the actual doing a deadlift, doing a squat, doing. Doing a bench press. It's not that. Have you seen that article or have you seen it? Because when we were at the Barbell yeah. Medicine Seminar, yeah. Jordan said that probably five times. Yeah. And I forget what he was saying. Um, per, I think he said per 10,000 resistance training Yeah, hours, I don't remember any of the numbers. There's two, uh, two hours. Of, yeah. How did he put it? It was like per 10,000 people. It's way lower than what people think. Like it's good to go in yeah. and be cautious, yeah. but and you need to push yourself. That's the thing. You do. You need sure. to push yourself. Like, 
regarding this the the beginner aspect here, should we just wrap it with like I was gonna say, like the points and what? Yeah. So yeah. I think with the beginners, you are some. So this is this is to someone who's getting off the couch, and they're like, I'm gonna start moving. I don't know what to do, but I need some level of guidance because I'm about to Google this or Instagram yeah. somebody and just copy what they're doing. This is what I think you should do. And try and like I'm you're gonna, gonna try. go to a motor strength dots <laughs> yeah you're gonna pick <laughs> on road training oh, yeah, oh sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay um yeah so what you're gonna do is you're gonna go to the gym you're gonna go go to the machines go to the machines that you're comfortable with go to the ones that look attractive to you i want to do that that looks cool go do that one yeah go look uh go look at the photos because they'll have like instructions how to do it Go get the photos and try and follow what they're doing. Yeah. Um, if you don't know, ask someone who works there at the gym. Yeah. Um, you can also Google the, because the, it'll say like quad extension. It'll say something. Yeah. Quad extension. Yeah. Look it up if you're look confused. Look it up. Google it. Yeah. And there, I guarantee there's hundreds of videos of someone. You're going to do that movement. You're going to do a few warm up sets. Warm up meaning lightweight. Very easy. You're just going to go through the movement. Okay, you're going to slowly add weight. That should take you in here from two to four to five sets. And then eventually, that weight should feel kind of heavy and be like, ooh, that's pretty hard. Yeah. You're going to either stop there, go on to the next exercise, or do one more and then go on to the next exercise. Yeah. You make that call based on how you're feeling. Okay, you're going to go on to another exercise. That's number two. You're going to do the same thing. Two to five kind of warm-up sets, ascending, adding weight, and then you're going to do one heavy set, and then you're going to stop. Or do one more set based on how you're feeling. Yeah. Okay. Then you're going to do one other exercise. That's three total exercises. Okay. You can do the same thing. And then what I think you should do is play it by ear and either do a fourth or a fifth, depending on how you're doing and what you've previously conditioned to, which we're kind of assuming here for argument is relatively low. Yeah. Um, so three to five exercises, one to two heavy sets on each one. Do your best to learn the movement. Uh, if you have any questions on the movement afterwards, or if you have time beforehand, I guess too. You can always hit us up and we'll help you for sure. Yeah. Um, we'll give you some Definitely. guidance. Yeah. Um, but I think sure. that's a good start. And then as far as that's a good start for the uh, resistance training, um, if you want to learn the free weight stuff. Um, can I give one th- thing for before you end it? Yeah. I was thinking about the machines. Yeah. Try to choose machines that target different stuff each time. But they're so, not going to know what that is. No. So no, but, just pick the ones that are fun. Yeah, I'm just trying just to think. Just pick like, the ones that are fun. If you're fun. doing just four chest press there's an incline there's a flat there's yeah. a, a decline if you're just doing all three chest in one thing that is a lot of volume for the chest but they're not going to be able to even get to the third one if that's the case that's why it's yeah. like yeah. i just mean like i'm not too worried about this cool we're talking about like their a, first session yeah yeah first session go in yeah. and move that's just it. wanted to doesn't matter what a, you do a tissue yeah. adaptation standpoint but that's going to be like that would be like a week or two later that's when you're actually building a plan and they're trying to like balance it out yeah. literally just go in and do what you find enjoyable i think that's the most important thing because you want them to come back so I think like, yeah, yeah, if you end up doing four chest movements, like not ideal, but like this is someone who goes in and doesn't even know what a tricep is, which is fine, yeah. right? So just go in. Here, here's, here's a more general recommendation to what you're saying. Hit some stuff that uses your upper body. Hit some stuff that uses your lower body. That's what there I you meant. go. That's so what I do meant. some of that. Yeah, that's what I okay? If you can mix it up, that's great. Other than that, do stuff that you enjoy. Yeah, carry on. I just okay? wanted to put that in there. No, it's good. And then, um, and then for aerobic training, which in general I would recommend afterwards, after the weight training, um, depending on your level of health and obviously any other issues going on. If you're going to be gassed after the 20 minutes of cardio you're doing beforehand, you can't exercise. It's not great. 
but it's probably easier to do the cardio after. Well, yeah, not just that. It's the the fact too that like you want to use, uh, um, you want to use all of your caloric and caloric stores, glycogenic stores, your resources. Yeah, all yeah. of those training resources for, um, the Res- weight training. Resistance my, training. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah. at the and then at the end, um, do the cardio. Yeah. Um, for, I think in most cases that just makes more sense. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I think that one I think is tough to give general recommendations for, hard, but yeah. like start anywhere from like 5 minutes to 20 minutes. You're yeah. going to be somewhere in there. I don't know where. That's something that maybe you have to discuss with your doctor um or another healthcare professional, but like your somewhere in that range is going to be a good idea of something that's moderate pace. So like Tyler said that's something where you can still while you're moving, say on a stationary bike, you can still have a conversation with the person beside you without trying to catch your breath. Um, yeah, or even a little bit slower. Start off a little bit slower. Yeah. Right? And then just, again, progressively overloading the aerobic training is going to be adding duration, adding intensity, so how fast you're going, oh, yeah. um, changing the movement, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah, so I think from a beginner standpoint, that's the way to go. And then if you need any help, ask me or Tyler. Yep. Reach, reach out to us. Yeah. Because we'll help you. Um, yeah, if you want to learn that, that was kind of on the, what to do on the first day. Right. So obviously after that, that would require a whole other thing. Um, but after that first day, if you do want some help, uh, as far as like you are training on your own at this gym and you're like, Oh, this is fun. This is like a, I'm enjoying this new change that I've made. Um, but I, I need a bit of guidance. If you need some guidance, reach out to me for remote training. I can do that. I can, I can I can provide some intelligent programming, some planning, stuff that makes it fun, effective, um, and then also teach you movements that maybe you wouldn't have been confident in learning on your own. Yeah. So if you do want to learn some of the barbell stuff, some d- free weight dumbbell stuff, maybe some more of the cable stuff, then well, whatever, just some of the stuff you were you weren't using on your own, then I can I can help you do that for sure. Yeah, and we have a library banked up of a, f- uh, a few exercises. Yeah, my exercise library is being still being built. Yes, yeah. but it's like yeah, it's I, I forget how many I have. But yeah, I think few, you sent a few, few dozen their way. In there. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then a, a good resource if you are going to check for Instagrammers, RP Doctor Mike, Mike Isretel from Renaissance Periodization. He gives great his he'll there's a picture of him exercising or a, a video of him doing a, a something. Right. Yeah. Squat. Yeah. I love his captions. And then it literally says like explains it all in the first one to five or zero to five years. Do this. man, And he gives these like very practical recommendations to work yourself up. Great. Yeah. Really good. Super simple advice. Yeah. Very well written. So that's a great resource. There's obviously hundreds. We don't need to get into all of them, but yeah, but he'd be a good place to start for sure. Um, Just wanted to give it like, and he's a, a doctor of. What is he? Uh, he yeah. got his PhD in nutritional science. Okay, I, I thought think. it was like. Um, I'm pretty sure. I thought it was like mechanics or like body mechanics or whatever. No, okay. I, think, I think it's PhD in nutritional sciences. Okay. Anyway, super obviously smarter than Tim and I combined, so which is nice. We, yep. Um. So moving on to kind of intermediate to advanced, not a ton of difference. The, well, here, just, well, you have to define what that is. Okay, intermediate. Because those are arbitrary terms. You, we're just using those for the sake of. Ex- explanation here but there's no such thing yeah. as intermediate and advanced no like no, i don't even know really. what that means sorry intermediate being like you just mean we're so what we're now referring to yeah just so everyone understands this intermediate advanced we're just using these terms they're everyone who's not new to training yeah anyone who's been to a gym before yeah. in the last few weeks months you know yeah. and they're 
relatively somewhat trained or have been in the past. Let's say like they're not a new beginner. They're yeah. not a complete novice. And this is this is an arbitrary number again, but yeah. like you got three months of some sort of training under your belt. Yeah. That's I suppose. Yeah. Because I think point from a life. tissue adaptation standpoint, you're probably not super sore from your workouts anymore. Yeah. Like so definitely at three month at three month mark, yeah. probably before, you're now what we would say intermediate. So yeah. this is a, anyone who, who's currently training or has been yeah. recently, for sure. Yeah. So now it's what we can get into we can get into goals. We yeah. get into goal setting. Yeah. What do you want to accomplish? Right. Um, we don't want to, we don't need to get too, too much into it. Cause I think right. we could probably get too many examples going. Yeah, I think so. I think just like right. explain how to set goals. What are some examples and then how do we get there? Yeah. Oh man. Um, yeah, that's a great question. Not, I'm, I'm trying not to make it so <laughs> like, cause I feel like we could just go off on these things. I'm trying yeah. to keep a structure. So let's say you're trying to gain muscle. Okay. Let's talk about hypertrophy. What are the drivers of hypertrophy? Hypertrophy. Uh, you would have a progressive. What's hypertrophy? Hypertrophy is gaining muscle. Yeah. Is gaining, uh, adding muscle lean, size. Adding muscle size. Yeah. Um, hyper meaning more and trophy meaning you look like a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to win trophies. Dude, I didn't know you were fluent. I didn't know you were fluent in Latin. Dude, I'm amazing. I know. Yeah. Well, the Greek origin of trophy is actually a statue. And statue comes from stature. Stature. Yeah. Uh, I wish you were wearing your glasses right now. You could push up. Well, no, well, you didn't know. Well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, gaining muscle size. The drivers of hypertrophy are progressive overload uh, in the whatever way Tim was saying before, however you're driving that. Um, fuller range of motion has been shown to drive hypertrophy more by some percentage. From what I remember, it's some. It's like 30. They've yeah, I don't know about all those this. numbers, but just in yeah. general, you're going to want to maximize the range of motion. Yeah. In general. Make the range of motion higher. More range of motion more range means of motion. more muscle being recruited. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah. There's a reason why, yeah. you know, if you're trying to get bigger, deep squats are better than half yeah. squats. Yeah. And you can see how we didn't get into the nutrition in beginners because it's yeah. too much to think about probably. Yeah. Probably. I wouldn't even touch the nutrition. And we already have a yeah. bunch of nutrition Yeah, it's just training. Go just back training, and listen to sure. them. Right? Exactly. Um, so then we'll keep it training. Cool. Um, now we need to, you, you, hopefully you're writing this stuff down. Um, now we can add more variations to stuff, right? So now we can give you a specific plan of like a, a, you know, a volume range you might want to hit. So like now we're giving you like three exercises for the chest uh, or like one or two that day. And then the next day you're doing one or two. So you're just, now you're just doing more throughout the week. There's more of everything. Now you do more of increased everything compared yeah. to when you were a beginner and you walked in. Now more weights, more you're doing, reps, more Now sets. you're doing several hard sets yeah. per day per exercise, more total exercises, yeah. more weight is on the bar yeah. uh, or on the machine or whatever. Um, yeah, it's more everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hope some people have noticed we have not said do three sets of 10 like we yeah. haven't gave a specific recommendation. You want to know why? There is none because you get to choose what variations and what uh, factors of hypertrophy you want to choose or what, sorry, what factors of progressive overload that you want. And you get to do those. Yeah. As and I think there's some things that are more correct than others, Definitely. depending on what the person's looking for. But, but rep ranges and sets and all that are arbitrary to a degree, particularly rep ranges. Yeah, I was just so, about to ask you to break down rep ranges. Yeah, for like us. there's a reason, there's a reason why I don't do reps of five or six for my arms, ever. Yeah, almost ever. You know, so 
Um, and then there's a reason why I'm trying to hit between 10 and 20 reps for arms. Yeah. Um, not to say that you shouldn't ever, but there's reasons for that. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean that training my arms five, six reps would be wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I could do that too. Yeah. Right? Um, it, it, it gets pretty nuanced. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think we need to get into it. But the point yeah. is that the rep range doesn't matter. Pick one, get better at that rep range. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to get good at 10s? Do 10s. Get good at those with a certain movement. Definitely. I want to be able to do 10 reps of 100 pounds on squat. Cool. Yeah. Start somewhere, add some weight. Yeah. Um, and then get there. And yeah. then maybe change it up. Right? Change up the rep range. Change up the movement after maybe. I don't know. Yeah. This is a, a – Tim and I would – or Tim would probably agree with me. Structuring a intermediate, I think it's cool to – hopefully you're doing – there's four compound lifts. Compound means – the most joints moving to accomplish that exercise as possible. So our compound lifts for our upper body are overhead press, press the weight above your head. You're standing there and you press weight above your head. And then bench press, you lay down on your back and you push the weight uh, while you're laying horizontal. And then we have the squat and the deadlift, which is the lower body, but they're actually still pretty full body. Deadlift is very full body. You get to hold the weight in your hands and then bend over, pick up the weight. You're using a lot of training resources. You're, uh, you can go really heavy on these ones. These would be your strongest four lifts. They should be. They're going to be most likely. Um, they're your strongest. They use a lot of. They use a lot of muscle mass. Train a lot of muscles at once. Train a lot of joints at once. It's easy to up the weight on those ones because um, you could probably just use a barbell. And it's easy to put like two point five pounds. It's easy to progressively overload them. You can change up whatever rep range you want. I would recommend people doing like five four to eight reps of that or i would even make it more general it's like literally start anywhere from four to 15 okay yeah you know like just it doesn't matter pick one get good at it change it that's fair yeah that's it it gets a little bit too yeah yeah. that's it it doesn't it really doesn't matter like four to eight yeah i think that Sure, that makes sense. But it's just yeah. like pick any. Yeah, you don't really like over to. fifteen for a lot of people, probably not. I'd rather use, you go not useful the, most of the time. I'd rather like you, you go up and wait. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's yeah. what I would prefer that as well. And that doesn't mean we shouldn't ever do twenties. I think that's useful sometimes. But I would, yeah, I would agree with that as well. It's like yeah. if, if that's what's happening, then I, I'd rather just push the intensity on the weight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Bar. Yeah. Um, so that, and that's a great point. And then yeah. if you know resistance training will. It's, it's shown to thicken your cartilage, strengthen your bones, and uh, thicken your tendons as well, mm-hmm. which sounds funny from a, when people go, oh, from a wear and tear standpoint, which yeah. wear and tear doesn't make sense, just yeah. so you guys don't know, there'd be no way for us to quantify yeah. that or calculate wear it. Wear and tear kind of sounds like the opposite of that. It sounds the opposite. Uh, when you train, you are less likely to have like, no, I can't even say that. You are going to strengthen all these things. Strengthen your bones. Right. Whoa, so you. No, you will have less presence of sarcopenia, less presence of osteoporosis, uh, probably a less presence of arthritis. Less likely to develop obesity, diabetes, all of yeah. those things. So yeah. there's all these great things. Yeah. Uh, so from a, and just go a little bit heavier. That's cool. Again, we can get into the goal setting is what do you want to accomplish? And, but it's also what's fun too. Mm-hmm. So the goals aren't, you can get specific depending but when you get specific, that's when we can talk about it. Uh-huh. But if you don't really have a goal, your goal is just like overall fitness. The rep range doesn't matter. Uh, if you're a, a power lifter, doing only sets of 15 are probably a really bad idea. You're not going to get Probably only doing sets of 
even four would be a bad idea as a powerlifter. Like, that's the thing. You need it all. Yeah. It's all important. Yeah. At some point. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you were just doing, like... Yeah. Yeah. If you're just doing cardio to try to get stronger in the, the powerlifts, it's mm-hmm. probably a bad idea. Yeah. So if just from an overall health standpoint, pick exercise you like, yeah. progressively load yourself, overload yourself, pick a rep range that you do like. Uh, personally, I like doing heavier compounds, lower lower reps, at five or six reps for three or four sets. And then I go into supplementals. So let's get into this uh, vocabulary. The compounds is what I was explaining to you guys. Um, supplementals are any exercise that's going to help those four compounds. So in a bench press, you can do two-count pause bench press. You can do pin bench press. You can do touch-and-go bench press, which will all help you get better at the bench press. Mm-hmm. So you can add more weight on those. And it gives you – it's less fatigue, less overall um, tonnage, less overall fatigue. So if you're benching three times a week, you might get more fatigue. Whereas with the variations, you can – because you'll – those will be lighter weight. Mm-hmm. So you can manage the fatigue better. Yeah, manage fatigue. So that, again, that does get a little bit more specific, but it's cool to, and that's what I mean about people getting variation, choosing exercise that they do like. Going into the gym and just doing bench squat and deadlift is cool, but I don't think the, I think the vast majority of people want to use the other machines. They want to use ropes. They want to use mm-hmm. cables. They want to use yeah. dumbbells. Yeah. So find something that you like. That's cool. I think, um, like th- this is in this is in this is in context with like someone who is uh, either restarting training, yeah, and or they are currently training, but have maybe plateaued of some sort. They haven't seen gains in a while, right? So I'm thinking a hypothetical that could be useful for them would be like, well, I won't even create their situation. Let's just say that. They're someone who hasn't seen gains in a while. They don't know what to do. I've been bench pressing twice a week, uh, doing uh, uh, those hammer machine rows and lat pull downs and arms. And like they have their workout that they do, right? Yeah. They, you get, they get stuck in that routine and they're like, I don't know what else to do. I've been stuck at the same weights. This is what I would do is if you have the same goals and you like all of the body parts that you're currently training and you like all of those movements – Choose different variations of those movements right now and change the rep range. That's what I would do right now. Nice. And I would probably drop the volume for a week and then maybe slowly bring it back up to where you are now. Because those are novel. So as an example, your – so say they're Monday, they go to the bench press and they've been doing sets of eight or something. How about you go do incline bench press and you do sets of ten? Maybe you do one or two hard sets and then you increase it later. Right. Yeah. So as far as so that's an example. You've been doing a ton of the hammer row the what are the hammer strength row machines. Hammer strength row, yeah. Uh, why don't you do uh one arm dumbbell row? Do uh bent over one arm dumbbell row, and you've been doing those for sets of twelve. Well, let's do the dumbbell row for sets of eight. Yeah. Right. One or two heavy sets. Increase that as you go forward. That's a good example. You've been training arms for the last little while. Um. Do a variation of the arms or just drop arms for a week and bring them back in and change the rep range. Yeah. You know, and, but yeah, you could definitely change the variation. If you've been using dumbbells, use cables. If you've been using cables, go back to dumbbells. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you throw tempos in there, pauses in there, change something up somehow. Right. Yeah. So your body's getting accustomed and it's fully adapted to where you're at. You need to change something if you want to continue adapting. That's the whole idea. Yes. So just okay. as a, 
as general advice, that's what I would do. Yeah. So if you're stuck, if you're one of those people who's stuck in kind of a, a, a routine that you've been doing for a while, but you don't really have an idea of what to do next, um, look at what you're currently doing, your current plan, and switch each movement out for something similar. Do that yeah. and change the rep range on each one. That's it. Do that and then restart. Similar structure of what you just did, but it's completely, to- it's totally different. All different movements, yeah. right? But you're going to be touching on a lot of the same muscle groups. And maybe if you're kind of sick of lifting and you just don't want to go to the gym anymore, this might spark and like re-spark you back yeah. in the gym. Yeah, oh, yeah. I really enjoy my training now. This uh-huh. is awesome. Yeah. And there's no, you know, there's no movement that's better or worse than the other. Like without, you know, without context. Yeah. If we don't know what the goals are, then there's not some that are better or worse. Yeah. Um, like barbell is not objectively better than machines and free weights are not objectively better than fixed machines or cables. Yeah. Um, they're all great tools. Yeah. Um, they're, yeah, they're all super useful. Yeah. The most important thing is people are getting to the gym. They're testing themselves. They're working hard. They're yeah. doing hard sets yeah. and they're finding ways to progressively overload their system. Wow. That's it. Very simple. That's play. all that matters. It doesn't really matter what rep range you're doing. Doesn't really matter what movements you're doing. Doesn't really matter if you can cross your back's it, a little you're bit. Powerlifting. Yeah, doing? it doesn't yeah. matter. None of that's there's. Is, is high intensity interval training better than slow steady state? Doesn't matter. Just move more. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can get into the nuance of all that for sure if you want, but for most people, it's just yeah. Do more over time. Yeah. Change it up and keep moving. I do like. Yeah. I do like getting really specific with. People, mm-hmm. if they have specific goals yeah. or they're a specific athlete and I get to train them in a mm-hmm. certain way. Because there's better ways to train stuff if you have a goal, mm-hmm. right? So uh, a hockey player, me getting them to do powerlifting is good because it's just like, you know, just from that overall, from that that strength standpoint, it's good f- for their body. But is that using those training resources, is that efficient? Is, is that getting them better at hockey? No, it's probably like doing a little bit Hockey is like sort of interval training in itself. So incorporating some sort of interval training is probably pretty smart. So from a hyper-specificity standpoint, you can get into that really, like you can get into that a lot, which we don't really need to get in now because I think if you're already, if you already have a goal and you're doing something, you probably are training in that way already. Mm -hmm. I don't know if many listeners are like many, you know, uh, pretty elite level hockey players are like, yeah, I wonder what the between sets guys think. I'm just gonna listen to their podcast and, <laughs> yeah. and get this hyper specific, right? Um, unless they unless they were remote training with Tim or I was seeing them for for a strength and conditioning or rehab uh, standing, then yeah, the podcast wouldn't do a, a whole a whole lot for that. But try to make it if you are, let's say you, now you're an expert, you're an advanced, meaning you have specific goals and you're trying to hit something. Whatever you're doing. Whatever goal you're trying to accomplish, you have to do more of that. Whatever you're trying to get better at, you have to do more of that. Mm -hmm. So powerlifting, you have to do like one, two, three reps of really heavy weight because that's your goal is to lift one time really heavy, right? Again, with my hockey example, with my tennis example, it's probably getting to do like a higher rep range of Mm -hmm. quad extensions and all these things because they require a lot of that aerobic system. Mm -hmm. So you train their aerobic system more. They're anaerobic. They don't do too much of the anaerobic stuff. So it might just train them in a way that's not as efficient. So from a, yeah, if you're trying to get really specific, I imagine you're already training that specific, but 
the but, general. And that's where but you that's, can still apply progressive overload to those things. You can yeah, still do yeah, that. Yeah. But and the reason why you can't get super specific with recommendations like this is obvious legal reasons. But the but also that's why we have a job. That's why people come to see us and buy yeah. our services. Yeah. Because we can provide that that hyper personalized, super specific, um, custom tailored yeah. plan for that individual. Speaking you of can't right. get that through a podcast when I don't even know your name. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't. And that's, that's why we that's have a to good give thing general that you, That's advice. a good thing that you can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we'd be doing a disservice if we didn't talk about training and pain, training around pain, training with pain. Oh, that's probably good. Let's idea. Talk about it for yeah. we could. We were fifty six minutes in, okay. so let's talk like ten minutes or so about yeah. it. Okay. So we've kind of touched on it already. Of like, if you train too hard, if you did too much weight, too much reps the day before, and you're trying to train again and you have pain. You have to look back and go, oh, I drank a bunch last night. This is why I'm hungover. It's a very simple thought to be like, oh, that pain was there because of that. I need to cut my reps down a little bit, cut my weight down a little bit, and progressively overload yourself. Say you've done that and you still have pain. There's something, right? Hurt yourself like a couple years ago or whatever, whatever happened. You have pain of some sort. Still train. That's kind of number one. Yeah. You, because pain is not indicative of damage. Yeah. Unless... If you have a broken bone, you'd know. You wouldn't be able to train. Cool. Yeah. Uh, unless, like, then you're in a cast and you could train legs all you want. If you're yeah. an arm caster, I'd yeah. grab my arm like yeah. people can see me. There are obvious red flags where it's like yes. you have tissue yeah. damage that warrants, yeah. you know, a change in training. Yeah. You're, uh, you're, it's swollen. It's red. It's yeah. bruised. There's something that, like, is physically right there that you can see. Yeah. Right. So you're, you're, you're talking about situations with that, that are not... Uh, do not have any, do not present with red flags. No red flags. Yeah. So, so you just have this non-specific pain. Yeah. Maybe it is specific. Yeah. Let's, let's. The inside of my knee hurts. Okay. Let's make right? it That's a great again. example, right? Like I, I did my second set of goblet squats. I'm like, well, the inside of my knee kind of hurts. It doesn't cause me to limp, but like it feels a little weird. Yeah. Does it increase your symptoms? So when you're done the set and you go to the walk to the water fountain and then you walk to the change room and then you walk to your car and then you walk up and it's all still hurting. Maybe you just did a little bit too much there. It's all like that's now we have to go. Uh, there might be a little bit of a more of a a little bit higher of a strain because exercise is a strain. It's a muscle strain. Uh, it's a tissue strain. And then your body goes, oh, cool. We got to fix all that. And that's how we get stronger and better. If it's a little bit higher, uh, kind of sucks. I don't think you should necessarily go, oh, it's because of that exercise. Could have just been like stuff from the day before. Maybe yeah. you did a little bit too much weight, but I think probably just general recommendations is useful for this, right? Yeah. Like we're, we're if you have, have to be if you have training and yeah. pain, like what do people yeah. do about it? Okay. So uh, the inside of the knee pain, there is 50, well, for, well, let's, let's just go through the recommendations. Yeah. First one is look for red flags. Yeah. Because if there are those red flags, you need to go talk. Please to stop a training. Yeah. Stop yeah. training. Go talk to a qualified yeah. professional. Yeah. Those don't exist. Does it only does it only hurt during the exercise? Yeah. That's probably okay. Yeah. I mean, it does. It doesn't hurt at all after. Yeah, that's you're okay. Probably fine. You're getting stronger. Yeah. Um, unless so, like, moving on from that, how do you? On. What do you do? Um, no red flags. You feel pain. What do you do? Relax. Yeah. Don't take, freak. Take don't a freak deep out. Relax. Don't freak yeah. out. Remember, there is fifty thousand other exercises you could be doing. Choose another one. Uh-huh. So you have medial knee pain with goblet squats. Do you have pain with um, lunges? Lim- lunges. Do you have pain with quad extensions? Leg press. Do you have pain with? Um, uh, limited range of motion goblet squat. Do yeah. you really like do goblet squats? squats? Do half yeah. squats. Yeah. It's all good. Next week, go back to full. And, yeah. I was going to say like, then just work your way down. And then, then do. So here at Modus, we have. Here at Modus. Here at Modus. 
we have a high, we have a really high box, which for, I think for someone my, like mine, my height, like six, one, it would be, that's a very limited squat. That's like a quarter squat for me to sit on top of that. If that's all I could do. Cool. If I had someone post-op, uh, post knee surgery and I would get them to do quarters because mm-hmm. that's just start them there, start them there. Sure. And then flip the, we flip the box down. That's probably, you know, a little Two bit feet. more down. Yeah. And then maybe onto a, a bench onto the bench now, which is even lower and then maybe TRX so they can actually go down, but they can hold themselves mm-hmm. and then air squats and then barbell squats yeah. or goblet squats, uh, something weighted. And then I can give them more weight, more reps and I can, we can go in that way. Mm-hmm. So remember there's so many things you can do. So first of all, relax, don't stop training. It's fine. Yeah. Keep training. Uh, if there's no, find flags, something that you can do, yeah, find something you can do. So uh, just go train your upper body now. Yeah. Again, the one workout, you know, the one rep, um, the one exercise that you missed of those three sets weren't the make or break of your legs being three times bigger yeah. or you being adding 50 pounds to your squat. It doesn't yeah. matter. Don't, you don't, you don't have to train through a bunch of pain, but you could. Yeah, definitely. Um, I use the example all the time. I woke up one morning and it was probably the worst back pain I've ever had. I just, Ooh. I was just, Oh, it was my left lower back and it was just killing. And I, it would hurt to bend over. That was like the worst thing. So like time with shoes and just kind of bending over to like put my pants on really hurt. Went to the gym later on feeling better. Once I got moving around, I did Romanian deadlifts, which is you grab the weight and do a deadlift without putting the weight in the ground. And you just carry on doing deadlifts. I did 275 pounds for three sets of five reps. But that morning I had the worst back pain I've ever had. Why? I've had that a ton of times. Yeah. Bad back pain. And then, well, I had it last week. You've had it more than me. You had an adductor problem yeah. at some one point. Hip flexor um, problems, like or yeah, sorry, front I had of like the I had one of the worst back tweaks, if not the worst one I can think of. Loading the plates on for my top set on my deadlift last week or a week and a half ago, whatever that was, and it hurt a lot, like enough where it like jolted me. Yeah, and I was like, I had to go through those. I had to be like, okay, relax, chill out, and I just I walked. My legs. I just walked around. Yeah, I was yeah. like, wow, that was like shooting pain. Yeah. And uh, just tell myself, like, pain is not indicative of tissue damage. Pain is not indicative yeah. of tissue damage. And <laughs> just walking the, around. Reaching the Holy yeah, Gospel yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just, like, yeah. walking around and, like, oh, I will definitely catastrophize and freak out. So I'm, yeah. I'm telling myself, relax. You're, this is, if anything, you'll be sore for a day, but you're not going to be die. You're going to be able to do deadlifts again. Freaking relax. Yeah. So I do some bodyweight squats. You freaking? Freaking, man. Freaking relax? You do freaking relax, dude. Yeah, we can put the explicit, we put the explicit This is label. a family show, sir. I want to be like, this is a fucking family <laughs> show. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll, I'll bleep it out. Take that back. Bleep. Um, so anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so then I'm like, I'm walking around. I'm like, okay, so I do air squats, air deadlifts, lunges. I'm like... Okay, doesn't feel great, but like I can yeah. do those. Yeah. Uh, sat around for like two or three minutes, kind of just like in a comfortable position, continuing to tell myself the same things, um, continuing to appraise the situation. Like, is it getting worse? And it wasn't. It, yeah. it quickly got better. It it was sore the whole workout, but what I realized was, it it, uh, I could still train. So I actually waited two or three minutes, four minutes, went and did my top set that I just loaded, did my top set at a eight RPE. So it was heavy, a couple reps left in the tank. Nice. Took off some weight and did two back offsets, two or three back offsets, two back offsets. Right. Yeah. So I still did three pretty heavy sets yeah. after that happened. And it wasn't comfortable, but it really didn't hurt yeah. while I was doing it. You know, I could still train efficiently. And then the next day, 
could barely feel my back. Like I, that sounds like, I, <laughs> I mean, I mean like, I mean like there wasn't, there wasn't really any DOMS or muscle soreness. Like it was fine. It was just like a normal training session. Yeah. So as much as that was like the worst back to week I've ever had, the repercussions were not what I would have thought. Yeah. So it's good just to be like, you're going to be fine. You're okay. Just keep doing what you're doing yeah. and do what you can. That's Again, it. keep yeah. in mind what we just went through before. You're very unlikely to hurt yourself yeah. while lifting, yeah. but you can, you can also hurt yourself. Another massage therapy moment. Uh, I've had people, every time someone comes in with like a, I couldn't walk for three days. Uh, that was a week ago. Now I'm in here limping. It was never something cool. It's, it's tying <laughs> shoes, never picking up a kid, cool. picking up a pencil, sweeping the floor, yeah. reaching for something. It's never something cool. It's yeah. never yeah. Tim's story. It's never yeah. 800 pound PR deadlift. Yeah. It was yeah. like, no, nah, I just picked up a pencil. It's yeah. never something cool. So like you can get hurt doing mundane stuff all yeah. the time, yeah. which is actually, you're way more likely because you're, <laughs> because the, you know, the 23 hours a day they aren't lifting you're still doing stuff. You're more likely in those 23 hours. Well, and this is the thing is, is, is if you're implying like the, you know, if you're implying there's a risk involved with weightlifting, you're correct. Now, if you're implying that the risk involved with not weightlifting is there, way you're also events. correct. And that's way, way worse. worse. <laughs> way not, worse. Not, be, not resistance training is way worse than yeah. resistance training yeah. for most people. So with that being the said, risks involved with not doing that regularly are uh, are high and apparent. Like we, they are verifiable. Yeah. Um, no doctor is going to argue those. Well, maybe. Well, I, yeah, so I'm not. Yeah, just not talking about those ones. But, yeah. but oh, what was I going to say? We should um, wrap up. We should wrap up for wrap sure. Wrap it up. But Sweet. Episode 12 in the books, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the last one with Jesse Bruce. That one was amazing. Yeah, it was fun. That's yeah. sweet. Um, was yeah, go fun. check out his gym. If you're he's in Toronto, the, One he's Academy. The best. That one place is sweet. I had a bunch nice of people uh, DM me be like, that place is sweet, man. I've been yeah. there. Like, a lot of people have been there. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, go check out the last episode with Jesse if you haven't heard it yet. He's the um, best example of progressive overload. Yeah, his like, whole life is progressive a, overload. Yeah, he's an Ironman athlete, yeah. a global Spartan race champion. Yeah, like, that's true. He's amazing. But he just, well, how do you think he got there? And the nicest put, dude. Yeah. Put in the work. The nicest yeah, guy yeah. ever. Um, I've said before, and he's one of the most attractive dudes that I've ever seen. Yeah, Tyler's, Tyler's, Tyler's got a crush. A little bit, a little bit. It's just um, but like, yeah, if you guys could uh, subscribe to us wherever you do listen to podcasts. Um, leave, so you don't miss it, out on one? Yeah, if you can rate and review, that helps us out a ton. Um, any feedback is greatly appreciated topics that good, you guys really want good, to hear bad neutral send it all on over um, i'm super se- i'm super sensitive so save the bad news or the bad reviews for tyler he can yeah. take it better than i can i'll read the reviews first and i'll filter out for tim so don't yeah, worry yeah just tell me I, the good ones yeah. and then um yeah i think that's it uh if you guys have any questions on everything that we just talked about Right, because we just gave obviously a lot of that's general ish. It's like if you have any questions on that, and some of that applies to you, uh, hit us up. Um, if you want some some uh, some high quality um, management of your training and or nutrition, um, let me know because I can I can coach you remotely and yeah. we can work through that. Otherwise, if you just have a couple questions, hit us up on email or the Instagrams. And if you have pain training questions and you want to come in and and let me forefront your rehab process that'd be awesome i would love it yeah i could give you this education in person it'd be great yeah, definitely. Um, i want to 
exciting news from Otis. Yeah. I want to introduce Tyler Morrow, who yeah. was actually our first guest on Between Sets. Episode 6? Is that what he was episode on? Episode 6, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So he if you haven't our, heard episode 6, go check him out. He is the third... Let's just plug all our episodes. Again, this, <laughs> he's the second least attractive... Damn it! I screwed it up. He's the second he's most attractive He's definitely the Tyler. smartest most, Tyler. He's the first He's smartest, the most articulate most Tyler. Yeah. Um, but he is part of our team now. He's going to be doing a lot of content stuff, so be on the lookout for that. Yeah, right now but he's probably, writing for us, yeah. but he will be hopefully doing some yeah. uh, uh, remote training, maybe new, some nutrition coaching. Team training, hopefully, yeah, we which some, I would help him out with. Do some athlete stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's a Cairo student, so. Cairo student, super yeah. smart guy. And he's probably going to be on a couple podcasts, I imagine. For sure. If yeah. uh, Tim and I are, you know, I'm away or Tim's away or something's going on that, or he might just be a guest again with us. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. He won't even be a, I guess, because I was going to say he's not really a guest if he's part of Motors, but yeah. we're the host of this. <laughs> yeah, we're the host. Yeah, just Tim. That's all you guys need. Um, obviously, all of our socials, including Tyler's, will be in the show notes of this one. Yeah. We recently changed uh, our Instagrams and set from like Tim and Tyler underscore motor strength HC. It's just MSHC just for short form. Yeah, you'll uh, see in the show notes. That'll be in the show notes as well. Yeah. Um, anyways, thanks for listening guys. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your week. See and you later. See you.